This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Hello, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett, and welcome back to Tennessee Talks. I'm glad to be joined for this episode by Mr. Bill Weigel, the chairman of Weigel's Convenience Stores. And I guess I should say he's been a longtime friend of me and my family, and my dad was a big fan of his. So that, that makes me a big fan of his and tell anything about my family. But um, this family-owned business has been based in East Tennessee for over 90 years. And today there are over 60 Weigel's locations throughout the region and more on the way. And I will note that uh, they're about the cleanest dadgum stores I've ever been in. The bathrooms every time. You know, I didn't think about stuff like that, Mr. Weigel, until I had uh, until I was married and had a daughter. And you, you watch that stuff pretty close. And, and dadgum, you keep your stores nice. And, of course, its stores provide folks with fuel and quick shopping with, um, when they are on the go. And Waggles is always actively giving back to the local community through its Waggles Family Christmas and something that's close to me. And, and uh, if you've got a family with veterans, it's a Smoky Mountain Service Dogs programs. And um, Mr. Waggle, I want to thank you for joining Tennessee Talks. And it's really great to have you on the show today, brother. Thank you, Tim. Uh, inflation rose to... Um, 8.5% in March of uh, 2022, as I'm sure you're very much aware. And of course, compared to March of 2021, according to the most recent data, how are these rising prices impacting your business? I mean, it has to impact the bottom line um, as well. And of course, the price of fuel as well. It's pretty much a negative all the way around, Tim. Uh, people right now are just uh, can't afford anything except absolute necessities. Our inside sales are down, our food sales are down, um, our gasoline sales are down because they can't drive anymore uh, as much. So it's, it's a big impact on all businesses right now. People yeah, do not have the money, uh, the inflation takes it away from them. So Sure, I, I do notice when I fill up at your pumps, um, people, you know, they'll, they'll round it off. They're just gonna put $30 worth in, which are $20 and, and you watch them instead of just, just turning the pumps on and letting them go till it fills up. And that, that I, that's, that's my indicator. And of course, I, it's a good place for me to politic is at your pumps um, when I'm filling up. And I tell you, people are angry. They are really, really angry. And I, and I remind them, I say, well, those elections are rolling around, y'all. Y'all need to remember this now. Um, but I wonder, um, you know, the gasoline prices, of course, are huge issue here in East Tennessee and of course Washington. They just they can't get it right. And I can't go anywhere without anybody asking me about what I'm doing about the problem. Can you share with folks here um, how gasoline is priced and what the process is for getting it to your stores? I know there's, you know, we have these hearings and honestly, um, members of Congress show their ignorance usually um, because the uh, the profit is is razor thin. I guess your C stores, which are your convenience stores. You could maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Tim, our, our price is based on the cost of uh, our purchases of our crude oil. And uh, then it, and, and in addition that we have to pay the freight to get it to our stores. So when gas prices, when crude goes up, uh, our gas price goes up accordingly. In addition to that, now that we have uh, increase in, freight levels, our freight goes up. 
So right now, uh, Master and Visa Card have kind of a monopoly on credit card fees. So our credit card fees now will be about uh, $11 million this year. And uh, they were $4.5 million last year. So obviously, that's a big impact on anybody uh, selling petroleum. Right. And you, could just, you just have to pass that on to the consumer, or how does that work? Well, you, you do, but uh, unfortunately, with credit card fees going up and people in our business price price every day and put our price in front of our store, so it's a very competitive business. So when prices are going up, all people selling gasoline at the, at the retail level are, are, are just don't like to go up. So when prices are going up, your margin goes down because you fail to go up with the cost as, as quickly. So that plus the increase in credit card fees, right now, uh, credit card fees are about oh, eight cents a gallon. So eight cents of every gallon you pay goes to a credit card company. So that used to be four cents. So that's another impact on profits. So right now it's a very competitive situation and very hard on people selling the petroleum. Yes, sir. Seems like um, oil companies are always the punching bag and maybe they deserve it, maybe they don't. I always, uh, when they when they come before Congress, they 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 explain it very well, and even I understand it with my limited knowledge, I guess, of the issue. But um, I, I always wish they would they would get ahead of that, roll that out. What's really going on ahead of the of what's what's happening? But it's very difficult for them to do it because you know they're the billion dollar oil companies. Of course, it's uh, to if you know anything about oil and production and the permitting process it's a very expensive process and it's not just one permit it's some of them i think 15 permits that they have to get by the time it hits the, from the ground to the pump so it's a it's a very heavily regulated industry i'm wondering do you think it's fair that they that folks will criticize the big oil companies for high gas prices um not exactly uh, tim their their prices are based on crude oil uh, we sell based on the gasoline that the refiners sell us. So when crude goes up, their prices go up. And just like our industry, when price when crude is low, they barely make a profit on gasoline. Uh, when when crude goes higher, their profits go up because naturally their expenses don't go up as fast as the price of crude. So they suffer when crude is low and don't make a profit. And then they make a bigger profit when crude goes up. So naturally, that's up and down. You, you've got to have the ups to go with the downs or you won't make it in their business. So it's not exactly fair because they don't sell gasoline. We sell gasoline. Yeah, that, that, that's right. That is accurate. Um, it's not in my notes, but I was wondering if you could uh, tell the folks how your, your all's company was actually started and who started it and and where and when, I, I'm just kind of curious about your all's history. Well, uh, we started as a, as a farm dairy in 1931. And my grandfather uh, was a truck farmer, raised vegetables and sold them at Market Square out of the back of his truck. And uh, then when my dad was 20 years old, he bought four cows. And as when I was a child, uh, we were half young fella, I was half the vegetables and half milk. And as the milk grew, the vegetables went away. And by 19, oh, I guess uh, that was 1931, 
while we became a dairy and started selling milk and home delivery. And at that point, uh, we, we were a home delivery company up until 19, about the 1960s. And uh, when the housewife went to work, um, there was nobody at home to take care of the milk. So at that point, we had a dairy that was paid for and no customers. So at, at then uh, we had a farm and to make it, well, we started subdividing the farm and building homes on it, uh, my dad did. And since we had the dairy, uh, when I was 21 years old, I got back and started trying to uh, do home, to do uh, drive-through milk stores to try to sell the milk. And you drive through and get milk and that's all we sold. Well, after about four years, that didn't work. So I built a walk-in milk store and um, we didn't know, there was no such word as convenience store back then. So I, I ended up going to the third annual convenience store convention in Washington, D.C. and stayed with a fraternity brother of mine that was in the Navy, found out that they were open seven in the morning, closed at 11 at night. And I was open 10 o'clock for the housewife to get her milk. So I just grew into that. And then in 2070, we had the first self-service gasoline pumps in Knoxville. And it just it just grew. We learned as we went. Made a lot of mistakes, but we learned. Yeah. Now we're in the store business. Say that again. Now we're in the convenience store business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, uh, you do a good job of it. That's always uh, what we always look for is that big big red W up there. That's where, we, as, you, as you and I have talked many times, we uh, we got the, that diesel truck, and it's, uh, it's always good. You always have it on the outside, too. I guess you know the merchants are coming through with that horse trailer. You don't want we to won't, we won't have plenty of we won't have you have plenty of room. Filling <laughs> a tank cost a hundred dollars. Uh, used to we had a limit that we cut off. Now we've raised our limit to cut it off at two hundred dollars. So wow. it's done. Yeah. I expect some of those big dualies will take it. Well, I, uh, shifting gears again, your company, run, as I mentioned earlier, runs two charity programs: the Wagle Family Christmas, which benefits children in need during the holiday season. I believe you you've always had that. That's well, um, we started that about 20 some years ago. My children were in uh, for vacation from school, and I've been on the board of the Salvation Army for about 40 years now. And I asked them to take six Salvation Army children uh, shopping, uh, gave them $600, $100 for each child. They took them to the Target on Clinton Highway right next to our home office. And uh, that was our first kind of like a family Christmas. The next year, we had 30 Salvation Army children, and now it's grown to, it's 24 years now, now it's grown to 250 Salvation Army children. Wow. Each child gets $150. It takes about 350 chaperones to take care of those 250 children. So a lot of people in our community and in our company have to put together a big deal. And uh, so we get them to there. We give them breakfast in the morning, take them shopping, and then bring them back for lunch. And then their parents come back and get them after we give them their, all their presents. Right. It's a big deal for us. Uh, it's a big deal. That's a huge deal. That those kids are excited. Probably better the people with the kids, taking the kids probably get more out of it than the kids. That's the biggest day of my life and about the same for all the people in our company. Yes, sir. Um, also, you do the uh, Smoky Mountain Service Dogs. Touch on that just for a minute about what that does. Well, uh, they came to visit us when they first started 
and they brought their dog and uh, I walked into the conference room to meet them. And uh, the first thing I did, of course, I love dogs. I started to pet the dog and they said, well, can't pet the service dog. So I learned my lesson right quick, yeah. but I think we fell in love with them the first uh, visit and uh, uh, we've been a sponsor ever since. Uh, it takes $22,000 to train one of those dogs. And uh, we sponsor two dogs a year now. And uh, this is one of our favorite ch charities. Right. And that goes to our, um, for our wounded veterans. Is that wounded right? veterans, yes. Yeah. Still you know, I, I, I sponsored legislation. I was in the state Senate um, about those dogs because they couldn't take them in like they can, you know, um, the, the seeing eye dogs. They were, they were specifically in the law that, that they could take dogs like that into restaurants and other things. And uh, uh, I remember the day I brought him in, chairman was a guy named Jerry Cooper. And I said, I looked down on the list and mine was, I was close to the bottom. And so the guy said, hey, you know, dog was getting a little antsy. I'm gonna take him out, he needs to go to the bathroom. And I remember it was raining that day down in Nashville and he took him out. And then about that time, Jerry Cooper said, Senator Burchett, you've got a, you got a group here. We want you to get up early, get, get the bill up early. And of course, my dog had gone out to, as I said, water the lawn. And I, and I told the chairman, I said, Mr. Chairman, my witness is, is out using the bathroom in the front, in our front lawn. And everybody laughed. And of course, they thought it was going to be hotly contested. But as you well know, most people in Tennessee love our veterans. And so that bill sailed through. And I remember the chairman said, that's not the first time that one of your witnesses has been out watering the lawn version. So they, everybody laughed and we passed that bill unanimous. So that was, that was a real coup, I thought. But, um, you know, some of these veterans have PSD and uh, this is the only thing that keeps them going. It's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, well, Daddy, you know, Daddy was in the Second World War and um, to the day he died, you know, we never woke him up except by his big toe because, you know, he was a dean at UT, but he, if he woke up, he didn't know telling where he thought he was or something. And he talked about his buddies that come back and, you know, they didn't do anything for them, give them a shot of morphine or something, stick them on a, on a boat back home. And these guys come back now and they're shattered lives. And it's a, it's wonderful that you do that for them. I think that is incredible. But anyway, I guess we're at the end of this thing, Mr. Weigel. Is there anything that you'd like to ask me? We well, I hope, uh, yeah, yes, I would like to ask you if you can support us on these credit card fees. Uh, there's no competition for Vista and MasterCard. And uh, we would love to have, as an industry, some competition. We don't want any favors. We just want com competition because competition is the reason you have low prices. With no competition, there's no reason to have a price. So those prices go up. All we want is some competition. So we're trying to get a bill now that will allow us, a competitive person, to, to be deal against them. And that will change their credit card fees, we hope. Is there any model legislation that's out there that we can Oh, that's being put together right now by both parties. It's a bipartisan deal. Everybody's affected by these credit card fees. The, the customer doesn't realize they're paying these fees when they buy something. But as you know, they've doubled. And uh, so we're all affected, the customers yep. and the businesses. So that yep. will be presented in the next few months. Okay. Can somebody get me a copy of that? I assume you probably. All right. Thank you, Mr. Weigel. I really appreciate that. And I, and I appreciate you coming on the show and just being a great corporate citizen to East Tennessee and looking after our veterans and those poor folks. Cause that's a, uh, and Salvation Army, they're, they're tops, you know, their people don't, I don't know if you know anything about them or not. They, um, 
they don't make any money compared to some of these other charities, and they uh, they seem to be the ones that that do the do the lifting. So, yeah, every penny goes. Very few pennies go to operations. The most goes to the to the person in need. And thank you, Tim, for supporting our veterans, Salvation Army, and all of us in East Tennessee. You have our values, and we're proud of you. Well, thank you, Mr. Wadlow. And I, I, I love to just quit on that, but they, they give me this thing to read here at the end, so I'll, I'll just read it real quick. I'm, I, I'm Congressman Tim Burch, as many of y'all know, and I want to thank y'all for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. And please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or on my official YouTube channel. And if, um, and if you're a little older than me and don't know what that is, ask your daughter, your 14-year-old daughter, which I'll have to do. And she'll embarrass me and show me how to do all that stuff. And Mr. Weigel, I'm sure you've got kids and grandkids that can embarrass you on the computer as well. Uh, very much so. Very much. Thanks okay. again, Tim. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following at Rep Tim Burchett on Twitter and Instagram and at Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook and YouTube.